It's a bird. It's a plane. It's... Underoos! Great Minerva. It's a real change of underwear. Wearing underoos is fun. And you can choose from more than one. There's Wonder Woman. And she's Buy underoos where you buy underwear. It's underwear that's fun to wear. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 107 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this evening's Wednesday adventure, even though it's coming out on Sunday, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Buorgoyo. The man that we call the whole, the man that we call Crunch Crunch, the man that is the cheapest outlaw this here side of town, Mr. Less is more. Obviously not. Gonzalez. Yeah, it's more because it's all to myself. The man we call El Hombre. <laughs> Eric is the best. Strathers. This week, we don't have a guest because he pretty much runs this podcast. He has come off his throne to hang out with the common folk. Mm -hmm. The plebes. The 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 plebes. Peasants. (laughs) (laughs) Completely threw you off. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay, buddy. Mr. Tom. Fucking. (laughs) Tom fucking. I'm going to say Mr. Tom King Tom. Gentlemen, the King. King Tom, how the hell are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. You guys are anything but common, and I am looking forward to a riveting discussion about lottery winning etiquette. Oh, gosh. I love that you're on this lottery gate train here. I think we need a special counsel, and I think you're going to head this thing. (laughs) Why, he has coffers full, and he's a king, dude. I know. He knows cheapness. He knows cheapness because he's not one of them. King Tom, if you won the lottery, as you being the king, would you not hook up and make your friends millionaires? I I would do what I could. Yeah. I wouldn't go crazy. There it is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go crazy. I would, and I would. I don't think I'd be going out handing out bags of money. I'd like help out in ways that would make sense. King Tom, I'm just going to ask you a question. I'm true. King Tom, I'm going to ask you a question that I asked him. Okay. 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 Just point blank. Can you stop waving your hands less? <laughs> 
Because I, I have a feeling King Tom's going to answer this question, the opposite of you. <gasps> King Tom, if you won $500 million, would you mm-hmm. give your closest 10 friends, would you make them millionaires? Yeah. Thank you, King Tom. We're moving on. Boo, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm very good. I'm very good. You're doing good? Yeah. We are really excited because we have Rebecca O'Hanlon coming down this weekend from Philly. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a great time. By the time you listen to this, we're going to be very hungover. Because we're going out Friday and Saturday. People are coming here Friday night. And then Saturday, we're heading to Hollywood. It's going to be good. We can't wait. Les, how are you? Doing okay. A-OK. Eric Struthers, how are you doing, my man? I'm great, man. I'm fantastic and awesome and exceptional. God, I love the positivity. (laughs) And humble. And humble. (laughs) That's right. And humble. I'm explaining how I'm doing, not how, who I am. So then it, it, it's completely humble. Oh, that's true. Because you might not think you're all those things, but you're feeling it. How are things? They are awesome. They are excellent. Okay, when you put it that way. Okay. <laughs> but you're, you're allowed. You are all those things anyway. Aww. Don't want to let it go to your head. But, this you know. is going to be, I think, a love fest today. Except for Les. We're not going to give him any love. But everybody else, I think it's going to be a love fest. Just kidding. Local man you. wins lottery. Ask lottery commission to reimburse Uber trip to pick up his winnings. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really? What, what was the headline before, wow, before we started recording? Oh, my goodness. What, what did we say? What did Boo say? Or what did Tom say? The cheapest man alive wins the lottery. Yeah. yeah. Cheaper McCheapers. Cheapy, yeah, cheaper McCheapers. Cheaper McGruff wins the lottery. <laughs> going to be the character, uh, Chris Rock's character? Which one? Remember that guy? No. Chris Rock had a character that was really cheap. Oh, Cheapy Pete on, on In Living Color. Oh, li- yeah. yeah. No. How much Are you talking- Good Lord. It was the season after Keenan I- Ivory Lay- Wayne's left, I think. Yes. Mm. So he did go. I had no idea. He, he left. Like, Good Lord. That's a lot of money. Yeah. How many ribs you get with that? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> Ten? Well, that, that's about 25 cents a rib. I'll take How one. Put it in my hand. <laughs> May I help you, sir? How much for order of ribs? Uh, two fifty. Two fifty. How many ribs do I get with that? Uh, about five. Five. So I guess that's about fifty cents a rib, huh? Yeah, about. Okay, let me get one. You got change for a hundred? <laughs> you got change for a hundred? Oh, by the way, before we even get into the shenanigans, we have something to announce. And I haven't even told Eric because I wanted to be kind of like a surprise, but you guys can check it out right now. We have a website. If you go to thesithless.net, we have started a website and it has episodes, a little about us, some pictures with friends and links to stuff, uh, MSW network links to where you can get our merch. So it's kind of cool. But yeah, so if you want to check us out, thesithless.net. Please check us out and say hello, and you can email us. You can click uh, and get onto our Instagram or Facebook and all that stuff at the bottom of the pages. So We are official internet people. In internet way, yeah. people. Yeah. Definitely I, in its infancy, but we want to build out. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's just nothing too crazy. It's yeah. just uh, we got great advice from one Mr. Steel Saunders and said just have a website and make it pretty like generic and, and basics and just put your facts and let people see who you guys are. If you see by my picture. You can see that real quick. <laughs> Araj, oh, oh, I love what I'm seeing so far, but I'm a bit disappointed because at the top it just says welcome. Oh, you, it, you, it should say welcome, it say welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, my God. It's a great idea. King Tom, that's why you're here. Oh, Already this, this contributing. This is pretty cool looking. <laughs> yeah, you like hey, it? 
Yep. Is it Squarespace? Squarespace? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. tell. I didn't mean that in a bad way. I meant that. Yeah, in a good way. <laughs> that sounded oh, okay. funny. I could tell. I could tell. Yeah, no, you know, that amateurs. It's, yeah. Yeah, that it's admittedly website. better. It's admittedly better than rectangle space, but. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I like it. Good job, man. And good job not telling me, too. I like being surprised. So, yeah, definitely check out the website. And then also, we are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network with podcasts like Now This Is Podcasting, Rogue One. A Star Wars podcast for winners, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmissions, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 287, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. Check those out. You can catch us on Twitter, at The Sith List, where you can find me, Boo. At The Sith List, Boo. Crunch Crunch is cheap. At Less Is More 78. <laughs> Mr. Struthers. At Eric Struthers. And my sire. At Tom Chansky. <laughs> this is very, very royal. Sounding. <laughs> yep. Very t- we got to change that handle. Does, did, did King Tom, was it taken? You know, I, I didn't even think of it when I signed up for Twitter, and I'm sure by now it is. You should try Big Dick King Tom. <laughs> Not like you're a big dick. I'm saying like you have no. a big dick. Like, uh, no, that's, that's exactly what I should do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. Everybody. Giant Scepter King Tom. That's right. Yeah. Giant Staff scepter. of nice. Legend King Tom. Longfellow, King Tom. Longfellow. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, The Sith List. You can email us, thesithlist at gmail.com. We have a hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And please leave some iTunes reviews. And there you have it. That's the shenanigans. All right, guys. There's some cool stuff to talk about this week. Not a lot of crazy stuff happened, but something crazy happened at the box office. Get it? Get it? Crazy Rich Asians took over the number one spot. It beat out the Meg. And yet another reminder that diversity pays off at the box office. John M. Chu's groundbreaking romantic comedy, Crazy Rich Asians, led the weekend nuptials with a three-day North American debut at $26.5 million and a five-day at $35.3 million, according to the final numbers. And this comes from boxofficemojo.com. Great job. With the Crazy Rich Asians, they're already making a sequel and they're writing it right now as we speak, which is crazy. Also, we have some Kevin Spacey news. The great Mm -hmm. Kevin Spacey, uh, excuse me, the disgraced actor Kevin Spacey, his film Billionaire Boys Club did an abysmal business in eight theaters after launching its first video on demand last month. They had it released on the theaters. Those with access to the grosses show the crime drama opening to an abysmal $618 from 11 theaters. Several locations only reported grosses for Sunday after posting an opening day of $126. So the lesson here is don't be a total douchebag. Damn. And that's all I have to say about that. Wow. Anybody see Crazy Rich Asians? Nope. No. Uh, no. I did. Did you? No. <laughs> Lying sack of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I fall for that. Every yeah, time. really. <laughs> well, it seemed like a pretty random thing. You never know, man. That's I know. I know. I thought maybe true. it's getting a lot of great feedback, a lot of critically acclaimed, saying it's a great rom com. I think it's got a Rotten Tomato score of like 94 and an A minus yeah, on, way up there, on yeah. the cinema score or whatever that mm-hmm. is. So, yeah, I, I'm probably going to go see it. I know, Boo, I know your mom and dad went and saw it. Oh, that's yeah, good. Over the weekend. So, people are going. Well, I think it's time to talk 
some Star Wars. And I think we have something to talk about this week. Before we break down the Resistance trailer, because we're going to do that, we're going to play it for you, and then we're going to talk about it. We've got King Tom here, of course, our Star Wars correspondent, Eric Struthers, who already talked about it on his podcast, The Bad Motivators. There's some news coming out of Radio Times. In an interview with Radio Times, Richard E. Grant was specifically asked how he was preparing for the role of Thrawn in the making of Star Wars Episode Nine. But the actor was apparently quick in shutting that idea down. He noted that he really couldn't say anything about the part, referencing the famous security and the secrecy surrounding the legendary science fiction franchise. But he apparently could confirm that he won't be playing the blue alien. Well, I figured it was going to be that or if it was somebody that we knew. It was going to be that or another particular character that we talked about. And just before I saw the news that you speak of right now, I saw that he himself, Richard E. Grant, had tweeted, you're playing who in Star Wars just to antagonize us. And if there's going to be that kind of reaction. OK, first of all, I didn't know. OK, is the capital who supposed to be a play on Doctor Who? Yes. I thought it, either either it's a joke or it's a huge deal. And since immediately after that, I see that he's not playing Thrawn. I think, well, maybe it's Obi-Wan. Maybe it's old Obi-Wan. Our friend, Mr. Dave from Ireland, sent me this picture of his face superimposed into the old hermit, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it was a ringer. It was pretty freaky. I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, you guys man. Check it, out. it was freaky how close it looked. Interesting, as a force goes. There's also something I wanted to talk to you guys about. I, I, we normally don't talk about Reddit articles and theories and stuff that come out, but I thought this one was interesting. It was on Esquire.com. It was so interesting that Esquire.com wanted to do a little piece on it. So this is what the, the article had to say. Having revealed the cast list of Star Wars Episode Nine, the next logical announcement from Disney and J.J. Abrams will likely be about the movie's official title. Fans have already begun speculating what nine will be called, and one theory is so good that I thought we should talk about it, as one user posted on Reddit. So this is what he had to say. I haven't found one better than a new order. It's ambiguous, just like The Last Jedi, in the sense that it could mean so many different things. A new Jedi order, the first order under Kylo, a new order of the Force users, and or if political power, as a blend of light and dark side users' powers. All of the above, question mark. Esquire article went on to say, it's a pretty great idea, especially considering the title of the movie, Bringing the Skywalker Saga to a Close, would be a nice nod to A New Hope, the film that started it all. What do you think about this, King Tom? Would you be happy with A New Order? It's pretty ambiguous. It could mean all kinds of, a, you know, different ideas. How does it feel to treat me like you do, Raj? Oh, God, that's a New Order reference. That's got, all. That's all I can think of hearing. This time. Oh, I see what you're saying. It'll throw you off every time. Well, I yeah. did not think about that until now, and now I hate the fucking name. How? <laughs> I mean, I love New Order. I'm a big New Order fan. I'm a big right. Joy Division. Maybe they should just call it Joy Division. No, that wouldn't be good. Actually, <laughs> um, no, no. I, it's. I think it's way too early uh, because the Last Jedi title didn't come out till the. January before the movie came out, I think. 
if I'm not mistaken. And that, and was, the amb- force- and, and that was ambiguous, right, King Tom? When it first came out, are they talking about Luke? Are they talking about Rey? Right, right. How is Jedi singular or plural? This, I mean, yeah, it could be either the First Order or the Jedi Order, so there is a little bit of cleverness to it, but it's also, I don't know. So what you're saying, King Tom, is this was a waste of time reading this. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. It allowed me to get the uh, the Blue Monday references. <laughs> that is true. That was really good. That was a good come up on that one. Speaking of that of that title, the you know what, what they think it might be. I actually have to give a shout out to Rusty Brown. Rusty be- Brown, because he has told me that he thinks this wouldn't be a bad title months ago. Oh, this was the one that he talked about. Yes, this. Yeah, he, he had told me this Maybe about a he's couple a, months ago. The one user posted that's because I I had read the actual Reddit article before Esquire had had picked it up, oh, okay. and I was like, oh shit, Rusty has said that. Was it okay? But it wasn't Rusty for sure. Yeah, I, I can't confirm nor deny if that is him on Reddit. Rusty, let us know. Uh, no, yeah. I got one. Okay. Ooh. Dameron's Billions. <laughs> uh, play on Brewster's Millions, maybe. Exactly. No? Yes. He has to give away billions of dollars that he won, you know, either in an inheritance or in a lottery. Just to figure out how to do it. You know what, Geek Top? Less would be horrible at that game. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't give out a goddamn thing. <laughs> You'll be left with nothing but the shirt on your back. <laughs> That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Remember the movie The Toy with Richard Pryor? Yes. I don't know why that came up. Well, because we're talking about Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor, man. That was like probably the most racist shit I've ever seen. Uh, right? I didn't. You didn't if think you about how anything ra- from you didn't back think then, about how racist that movie was. But he just he buys the dude. And he must have to be his kid's Coming toy. to America has oh, its own man. issues in Jesus itself, but just, yeah, it's all, all, right. all got problems. We're, we're digressing. Let's get into the Resistance trailer. Can you imagine what it's like to be an ace pilot? This is your chance to make that true. I've got a mission for you. Yes! Blend in, find out who's loyal to the good guys and who isn't. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. You can work on my team. Get ready to be impressed. But when it comes to your mission as a spy, I don't want anything to do with you. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I just wanted to wish my competition good luck. This is fine. I'm fine. Just be careful and don't explode. I'll do my best. This should be good. Here we All right. There was your Resistance trailer, Star Wars Resistance. I'm going to get initial reactions from King Tom and from Mr. Struthers, and then I'll go to Les, and I'll go to Boo, and then I'll talk about how much I love this thing. So your first reaction when you saw this, King Tom, what'd you think? I liked it a lot. I'm looking forward to more. Uh, it's a different style than we're used to. You know, in terms, it's different than Forces of Destiny, different than Rebels, different than Clone Wars. But I like it. And I want to see where they go with it. I don't know if, from what I, I've heard, I think this is just the trailer for the first episode, not for the first season. So I don't know if they're going to be stuck on this planet. Like, I just, I just want to know more. And I want to see more. I like the characters. I like the ships. I'm ready for this show. Yes. Great. How about you, Eric? I really dig it, man. Uh, 
there's an unfortunate side to this in that I stupidly looked at the comments and it's sort of a long story and I won't go all the way into it, but I found I stumbled on this account that somebody had referenced on Twitter and it's one of these people who hate everything about Star Wars currently and they they're super right wing and they're bummed out that Alex Jones has gotten had the troubles he had. So that tells you a lot about who it is, but or what kind of person it is. But they're they're trying to inflate the number of downvotes on YouTube for the thing. And it's, it's I stupidly looked at the comments in just a minute ago and it's like, oh, why? Yeah. So this is going to be another one of those things that we get to hear a lot of complaining about. But it's a shame because you're. it looks like they're going to be missing out on something good. I really dig it. I think it's refreshing. I think it's cool. It really pops visually. And yeah, man, the ships, the, the movement, the animation style, it's all good. Yeah. What do you think, Les? If I'm not mistaken, this is going to be basically like Top Gun. Star Wars Top Gun? Looks like, yeah. Okay, that that's something that is a different take for sure. And a the different... guys from Now This Podcasting, they break down the entire teaser trailer for this thing, and they break down every scene, every character. They're, they were saying that it reminds them of a Speed Racer. Speed huh. Racer meets like a Voltron or Robotech. Okay. Even the uh, story which, which Robotech was like a squadron mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it was like pilots and, you know, and, and it's that's... They're part of Star Wars, but it's never really a focus, you know, from, from the, what Squadrons I've seen. Mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like the actual squads and, you know, scrambling and, and, uh, pilot, you know, actually going through the whole motions and takeoffs yeah. and all that stuff. So for me, that would be, that's going to be really cool. And I love the fact that they're bringing back the, not so much bringing it back like it's gone somewhere, but to utilize this animation style from, oh, for sure. For those of us out there, you know, Iron Man armored, Armored Adventures, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the Spider-Man. MTV had a Spider-Man series. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool that had that animation. Also, uh, that style of animation. I think there's a Daniel Craig movie called Renaissance. It's kind of like that, too, but it was all black and white. So cool. With that animation? Yes. So I, I really, really, really like that style of animation. Yeah. And the CG looks great. It, it just it looks cool. Uh, I I want to stay away from comments because I just don't want to start laughing hysterically. Yeah, I haven't looked because I know how yet. and I know how people are and I know how things go and yeah, it, I just don't want to start have people go, "What the hell is this guy laughing at again?" Because yeah, some people are really dumb and they say some stupid things and I just think it's ridiculous <laughs> as far as that goes. Yeah, but it looks cool and I can't. I really this is something I just might. Be like, okay, I'm gonna watch for the. Yeah, because you, you haven't watched Clone Wars or Rebels, correct? I, or Forces. Of Destiny, I get pieces you know? of things, and yeah. Forces of Destiny I've checked out here and there when I'm on YouTube and yeah. messing around because you go down that hole. Yeah. When you go to YouTube, you just can't click on one one thing. You end up an hour straight for sure. Yeah, this is something I could actually say. Okay, look, I'm gonna actually stick with. Cool. All right, boo. Um, the animation, the animation is better than it was in Rebels and uh, the Clone Wars, so I'll give it that. I do like the animation more. Um, the ships, the ships do look actually really cool. I'm kind of looking forward to, um, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, I guess, you know, figurines, action figures, Legos, stuff like that. Cause the ships are actually pretty awesome. I haven't been this excited for like Star Wars ships in a while. So I, cool. I, I kind of dig mm-hmm. that. 
Um, the story doesn't really interest me that much. Um, I guess I would need more, you know, an additional trailer. But as of right now, I'm kind of meh. I kind of like the way they they went with it, and I think it's an interesting time to to go with kind of thing. So um, it did. Um, I'm not jumping on it, but I'm not, you know, pushing it overboard kind of thing. So you're not you're not crazy excited. Not no no. But uh, yeah, but I it, I am hopeful, and it and it and it does look good. Like uh, you know, when Clone Wars came back, I, I knew that was huge for other people. I was like, that's awesome. That's good for you guys. But, you know, I, I never liked the animation. But watching this, I'm like, all right, I, I could watch this because, you know, Rebels and Clone Wars, I was like, this is kind of hurting to watch. Yeah, you didn't. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a question. Yeah. This obviously is leading up to Force Awakens, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, they had the timeline out there and, and Disney and Lucasfilm pulled it. Eric, mm-hmm. do you remember when it said the timeline was, what is it, six months before events of Force Awakens? Yeah, and if you look, I actually saw somebody had mentioned this on, I think I caught it on Twitter, but if you look at the the source of the webpage on StarWars.com for the, the uh, trailer reveal, in the, in one of the meta tags up in the head of the HTML document, if you hit to that, you can see that original blurb about it. Oh, okay, cool about it being six months, approximately six months before the events of TFA. So my, my whole take on this is I've been waiting for something like this for a long time. I wasn't a huge fan of the animation of Clone Wars. It did get better, but there were times where I thought it was lagging. I was not a fan of Rebels at all, except for when they were in space and the space battles I thought were phenomenal. They looked great and beautiful. But the animation on this reminds me of one of my favorite shows back when I was a kid, and that's Voltron. It reminds me of that era's animation. And I think they hit it out of the park on how this looks. Definitely think that they, they hit it out of the park on the, on the ships, on BB-8, the motion, the fluidity of the characters. The story, this dude does look like Ezra, and he does act like Ezra, which I'm not stoked about. But I'm going to give it a shot. Because I love this animation. My whole dream was to have this animation, but for a, a higher demographic. That's not happening, obviously. Um, I guess you can't win them all. Yeah, I'll take this and hopefully this works out. And I noticed that it's on Disney Channel, not Disney XD. It's on a crazy time slot, but I guess it's made it up to from the minors to the to AAA, at least, <laughs> from the time slot. So I'm really, really well, I thought excited a, about this. I thought a lot about that. And, you know, there's several ways to look at it. The first, my gut instinct is to say, okay, well, they must not be too super stoked or have too much hope for it to put it at that time slot. And then the other thought was, well, maybe it's actually steered less kiddie than we thought. Right. And then, and then what, what it really comes down to is how people consume media now. Honestly, when it airs is fairly insignificant in the grand scheme of things because the bulk of people don't watch live, quote unquote, live TV. Hmm. That's not how people consume television on the on the large, at least not in the circles I tend to be a part of. And the the demographic as it skews downward from my advanced age down to hip people, (laughs) it's. It's on demand. Everything is on demand. So what time it shows up on the TV schedule, who cares? Seeing it on the Disney Channel, to me, it's like, would you rather be on the CW 
at eight o'clock at night or would you rather be on ABC at 10 o'clock at night? That's kind of like how I see it. But no, you have a, you have a great point because most people stream the shit out of these things and it doesn't really matter. You're watching it on your phone, on your laptop, at home, uh, whenever you want. So yeah, you have a great point. You're binging it on the weekend or something like that. You stack up Mm -hmm. a few episodes and go, okay, let's knock this out. I just hope the storyline works out on this. I just, I just, I'm really hoping it's not as kiddie as Rebels was. Rebels got a lot better towards the end. It definitely wasn't a kid show in the last three or four episodes. That's for sure. But 90% of it was. And that's what kind of turned me off on Rebels. What, Go what ahead, Eric. Say, yeah. I think that this show is, I think my kids will dig it. I, but just based on the trailer, I have not had a chance to sit down and watch it with them. I mean, it's only 60 seconds long. You think, how hard can that be? Well, mm-hmm. you know how it goes. But. I do think it's something they'll like. And the thing is, man, Star Wars, it's a good idea to have stuff that's geared straight at kids. Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's for the long ranging business plan alone. But it's fine if there's something for the kids, as long as it's marketed in such a way that it's available to kids to watch. Yeah, I have no problems with that. I just always wanted something on Disney XD. And then something on the Disney streaming network that we're going to get. That's, that's animated, but it's a little, little bit higher, higher brow, if that makes sense. Star Wars After Dark. Ooh, like Electric Blue back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I do, I, I, I do know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally 100% agree with you, though. There, Star Wars always needs to have something out there for kids so kids can also get enwrapped in the mythology and and the characters and love it like we do i mean all of us pretty much found star wars when we were younger and we've grown with it our whole world has been surrounded by it uh, all our lives so the obvious yeah definitely needs something in that bracket as well but very excited about this can't wait to see more footage and i hope dave filoni hits it out of the park on this one spot on Anything else about this trailer that you guys want to talk about? Characters, Poe Dameron. It's, does that, that does sound like Oscar Isaacs, if I'm not mistaken. It, it is. is him. It yeah. is. It is him. Great. And it's it did sound like BB-8. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Anything else in the world of Star Wars? I know that Kelly Marie Tran. She actually talked about her real name, which is Loan. Correct. Yeah. I'm glad she came out and gave us her real name. That's very cool. And she has a role in a new series that's going to be on the Facebook network. They're doing this live streaming on their on their thing with Elizabeth Olsen. She came out and she had articles. Did you get to read any of that stuff, Eric? I did, man. And I thought it was really, really cool ever to get out there. And of course, you know, somehow still we make the thing about something that it's not about. And you've got people complaining oh, that... God. Yeah, and it's just it just sucks. I'm glad she had to say what she said. I I think it was a ballsy move because let's face it, in the climate, the way things are now, it's going to be real easy to just invite more attacking. But you sure can't give the well. We don't really know why because <laughs> man, she straight up put it out there. Yeah, exactly. And- there are people still denying it, even though it says in the article 
that's it. There are people who are still saying, well, it's, you know, either they're, they're doing that or they're saying, I like her, the person, but I don't like the character. And that's, that's the same thing. This is a very well-written, powerful piece about representation, about body image. And I think having this out there from someone like her is something that can mean a lot to a lot of people. And I think it, I think even though you have some absolute fucking morons giving their very bad hot takes on this, even then it, it means a lot to so many other people that I think it's great that she did this. Me too. Good for you, Luan. One other Star Wars thing. Oh, please. Let's hear it. If I may, I don't want to step on Eric's toes. No, no, no. Um, The other, yesterday, Marvel published their solicits where they kind of give an idea of the comic books coming out in a few months. And I think this was for their books coming out in November. They announced that Sal Araka, who has been doing the art on the main Star Wars books for about 30 issues, so more than a year, he is not going to be doing them anymore. He's going to be replaced by two other artists, Andrea Brocardo and Angel Unzueta, I think his name is, and I'm not familiar with him. But honestly, this is a piece of great news because I believe I've mentioned it here before, but LaRock is a talented guy. He's done X-Men, he's done a few other books, and they're great. But on Star Wars, he has this annoying habit of making every character who has been in a movie look like a scene taken from that movie like he traces still still frames of the oh, movie i've seen this guy's work and they people call yeah. him out every time too correct right and it's like each issue he does is not you're not paying attention to the story you're like oh i remember this is from the millennium falcon scene after they were escaping the death star or the cantina and it's just it detracts so much from the book and they're telling some great stories there but the art it's not bad art but it's unviewable art if you're familiar with Star Wars. So right. I know a, a lot of people, and not just people in my house, but a lot of people are happy that they are going to be getting new artists on this book. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's two weeks in a row, by the way, about that we have comic book talk on the podcast. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, and King Tom may agree with me. Well, probably should. I mean, he'll agree with me. <laughs> you just can't take shorts on certain things. So I'm sure he's right. like most comic artists. They have like four or five projects they're working on. They have deadlines. If you're working on Dark Hawk and Star Wars and X Men, and you're also drawing Lobo and some other artists too, short Dark Hawk. Don't short the fans of Star Wars because the communities are gonna jack you up. Like at some point, that's exactly what I was gonna say. How do yeah, you not you expect people? To call yeah, you, you out? cannot short. Yeah, right. The community, and I mean, let's be honest. The climate is. For anything, actually, for any kind of yeah, fandom, it's, it's the, the people demand so much, and you're getting people's money. Star Wars is by far legendary, iconic, and one of the most uh, polarizing, as evidenced, you know, in terms of how everyone involved, creatives, actors, all of them involved, feel the backlash in any way, shape, or form when they don't mm-hmm. do something. You just shouldn't do that. Like, it's like, just go ahead and actually put the work into it. Great. Well, thank you for bringing that up, King Tom. Eric, anything else Star Wars wise? Actually, there is, man. Awesome. So they they announced that the expanded version, the expanded story, the novelization of Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, and there was an excerpt of the audio book that was like almost ten minutes long on StarWars.com. Well, now there's another 
announcement about the book, and it's got some smaller excerpts, and they specifically mention a couple of things. Number one, uh, Infus Nest. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be kind of spoilery, so... You got it, if you don't want to be spoiled, any, anybody, yeah, forward it, people. So, yeah. So, Infus Nest had met Saw Gerrera and Jen or so. Oh, shit. Yeah. And the um they address like L3 becoming part of the Falcon and like sort of morally what that means. Ah, oh, see they're doing this thing again. I'm not I'm not happy when they start doing things because fans are out there pissed off about what they've done. And that's how it feels to me. Oh, yeah. It, because it specifically mentions L3 saying, "Oh, what? So I'm going to join you meaning the falcon's consciousness and be a slave yeah i don't think so and, and it's, it's a it's a little too on the nose well it ends with it's something along the lines of this conversation between her consciousness and the falcon's consciousness and it ends with if you refuse you die he dies the others on the ship they all die if you join with us, we all can live. The choice is simple. L3 realized where the voice was coming from. The reboot was almost done. You tricked me. We couldn't have joined without you consenting to it. You made your decision a while ago. You just couldn't admit it. We are something different now. Not just the Falcon. Not just L3. We are new. That's the end. And I'm like, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. Yeah, there are multiple voices. We are Legion now. I wonder. You know, yeah. what, he, well, you know what L3 should have said? If it dies, it dies. If it dies, it <laughs> dies. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't like that, man. I don't. I, I would like that if I would have saw it on screen somehow, some way. But I don't like the fact that they went back and they're trying to answer questions. Just leave it ambiguous for crying out loud. I just, it just pisses me off. I don't like it. I understand what they're doing with it. And I would, like I said, if I would have heard that before I saw it, and if that, if I knew that's what they were going with originally, then I'd go, okay, maybe that, that's kind of cool. That works, but not now. And you know what happens is you start giving credence into these crazy fans that start demanding things. Right. Well, I, I guess I could say on one hand, what you could have is a circumstance where it's kind of like we're the whole notion of, Leia not hugging Chewbacca at the end of The Force Awakens mm -hmm. and going straight to Rey. And J.J. was really honest. He goes, yep, yeah, I screwed up on yeah, that I, one. I fucked up on that and, one. And this may be one of those things where they're responding to, oh my God, I can't believe we missed the implications of this. We should definitely, we should have definitely done something about it as opposed to, well, these people are going to bitch and moan. We got to <laughs> put a cork in it. It may be something as simple as they're like, oh man, we we didn't even think about this piece of it. And now we're totally thinking about it. And, oh, I wish we would have done this. Would you rather a, have, would you rather have seen, seen it on episode nine where Lando's in the cockpit and says something and the Falcon kind of doesn't respond and talks back, but something lights up or something like an acknowledgement? Or is this what you would have wanted to, uh, if you had a choice? I, quite frankly, like this better because it, 
addresses it before. So, okay, let's say we didn't see anything about it until episode nine. That means that Lando just let the Falcon get away that had this consciousness that he very well knew about. And it never got mentioned in the original trilogy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And having it happen in nine would make it, it's, it's almost like two over the head and two on the nose. Yeah. I wish they would have had it to where honest, honestly, that either she lived that they were able to, once they got to where they were going, they were able to take her brain back out of the Falcon and rebuild her or something because they've worked themselves into a corner on this. Yep. They sure have. Uh, I, I want to read it in context just to see how it goes. Um, but you know, I think like Eric said, they, they work themselves into a corner and they're trying to, you know, the novels are for explaining, diving deeper into a few things. And that, that's what this is. That's what I see it as. And I like it for partially selfish reasons because I remember reading the um, the Last Jedi novelization back in March, and there was a line in there about how the the Millennium Falcon brain had three different was made up of three diff- different droids, and R two liked them because all of them hated C three PO. That's pretty. Funny. And that that got me thinking about okay, well Solo is coming out. What if we see this happen in Solo? And I called in the you know Blue Harvest about it and. I was very happy to be right about that. Cool. And it just, you know, it's well, so one of my friends said, yeah, but they didn't say it was L3. They said it was L3's database. I'm like, no, it's it's L3. And so I I do like that. Yeah, that droid is in there and. They have a whole they do have a little bit of covering up to do because it's never mentioned in the original trilogy. We don't know if it's going to be mentioned in nine but it's at the same time it's one of those things they they make the universe deeper so we are going to get things explained it's how they explain it that will make it work or not work that's that's and, true but then they start making things smaller when they introduce Jin Urso with yeah. this nest yes i w- i want to see how that works i didn't i didn't read any of the excerpts yeah. um i'm saving that for the book so i just want to see how it works yeah, but the, it would make sense that Emphasis would be part of that whole world. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that, too. Cool. I'm glad you talked about that, Eric. Thank you for bringing that up. All right. Let's move on from Star Wars to something we talked about last week, and it's in the news again. We, are, uh, we got an email from our friend Andy Campbell, and he goes, Hey, the Sith crew, pretty shocked with the news about Bond 25. I was really looking forward to seeing Danny Boyle take on Bond. So now brings the question, who will take over? Keep up the awesome work you guys do. Cheers, Andy Campbell. Thank you, Andy, for that. And I had no idea what the hell Andy was talking about when I read this email. And then I quickly Googled James Bond, and I found out that Danny Boyle will not be directing the new James Bond movie after all. And they made an announcement on Tuesday. The producer, Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli, and the actor Daniel Craig on the film's franchise official Twitter account said that Mr. Boyle has decided not to direct because of creative differences. So no Danny Boyle. And that's a shame because I was really looking forward to that as well. On the same day, Idris Elba was walking around with his better half. And he was asked if he is going to take on the iconic role 
And he said, pretty much just said no, very bluntly. And when they further pressed him, if... We just wanted to know whether you liked it, shaken or stirred. Uh, stir fried, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Am I looking at the next 007? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like no Danny Boyle, no Yojis Alba for 26. Andy, who knows who's going to do 25? I have, I could be anybody. Fuck, give it a Guy Ritchie, man. Yeah. Guy Ritchie does cool action sequences. It'd be kind of a cool take. He's yeah, done, but does done he Sherlock do gadgets, Holmes. Though? Does he do gadgets? Because Bond is gadgets. Well, he heavy. does gadgets. He does gadgets with Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that's There's nothing true. but old school gadgets. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Who knows? Hmm. But uh, we got some Bond news. So I just want to throw that out there. I know we talked about it. What about anyone else? Uh, the Mission Impossible Fallout director. I just hope they get something that's very debonair, guys. That's, that's right. All that's <laughs> debonair. That's right. Yeah, debonair. Yes. When I went, went back and to edit that sequence, I was like, oh, my God, I think I said it too. But luckily, I did not say it the wrong way. <laughs> Thank God. First time I actually said something because, right. Because you're the one who you, you, uh, you edited it. No, you, I didn't fix you it. Fix it. You fixed it. You fixed it yourself. And let I was, us, I was you let to, us sound like idiots. I was idiots. ready to throw myself under the bus, too, on yeah. that little segment I did. But <laughs> it was really cool. It was great. I found that King Tom has a pretty studly beard going on right now. That's right. King Tom, you, you still rocking that beard? Yes, I am. It's beautiful. And a tattoo. You're yep. rock, you have a tattoo. What? Yeah. I got, got one today. Yeah, he did. Wait a minute. We, let's back. The People, truck. if the king wants to fight in the melee, he's going to fight in the freaking melee, news. everyone. Yeah. Jeez. I want to guess. I don't know. Boo, you know what the tattoo is, obviously. Well, no. Him. Well, his and his and... All right, we have matching tattoos. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, so you have really? a picture of me on your yeah. ass? <laughs> 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 that's that's ah, yeah, because you're ah. a kiss ass. That's why, oh, yeah. Oh, Maybe Maybe a brown noser, too. Ugh. Yeah. It's near your asshole for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's deep and brown, that's for sure. Your chocolate starfish is... Uh, chocolate starfish. Okay. okay, King Tom. You got to get... you, uh, Eric, do you know what King Tom got or yes or no? I do, yes. Son of a... Yes. I do too, yes. <laughs> I'm the only one? Yeah. What'd you get, King Tom? I got uh, on the inside of my... Upper left arm. I, I got an out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The well. extreme upper inner thigh. Yeah. Um, the, an outline <laughs> of the Rebel Alliance insignia inside an outline of the Millennium Falcon. Holy shit. It's pretty cool. Can you send me a pic? It's on Twitter. It's on my Twitter. <laughs> yeah. How did I not but, see that? I looked at your Twitter today for a picture of you. Well, checked out his Twitter. Hmm. It's my, my and my wife saw it at dinner, and I I had my like arm up or something, and she said, you know, when it's upside down, it looks like a skeleton. Oh, and she's right, reference. it does. That's cool. I've always wanted to get a tattoo, I just never did. And by the way, where you got a tattoo, I heard that's one of the most painful places to get one. There were a few parts that were a little bit like, okay, you can move on. Hurry it up, hurry it up. But overall, it didn't bother me. All right, I'm looking it up. But then again, I, you know, I didn't get like colors and details. It's just a very yeah, simple line. Yeah, that's where. It Are you going to fill it in? Man. Oh, there. It no. Is. Oh, that's pretty cool. Thank you. It does look like a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Good now I got to just got to beef up my arms. Now I'm a bit scrawny. You got to get on that Johnny Grosso. 
<laughs> got to get on that Johnny Grosso to teach you the ways. By the way, Eric Struthers, do you have a tattoo? Yes, I do. I have a tattoo on my right shoulder. Oh, wow. Everybody's got a tattoo. Les has got a tattoo. Who's got a picture of me on his ass? <laughs> I don't know. I need to get one. I need to get a tattoo. But if I get one now, it'd be like, King Tom's younger than me. I'm yeah. older, so. You'd be copping Just out. Just get the tattoo. What should I get? How Come about people? Ass, send me dude. some suggestions. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh good the, God. The, the, the picture logo. of Carlos on your... Oh, yeah. Get it on your thigh. That's like the new <clears throat> thing right now. People getting tattoos on their thighs. Really? You're looking so at you a lot of people's thighs? get a portrait of Boo on your thigh. <laughs> like right on your quad, bro. I do not want to be that close to his crutch. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll just slap my thighs together. That'd be great. Oh, good God. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Please. For our Glow fans, Netflix has renewed the pro wrestling cl- comedy Glow for its 10-episode third season. Inspired by the short-lived but beloved show from the 80s, Glow, tells the fictional story of Ruth Wilder, which was played by Allison Brie, an out-of-work struggling actress in the 1980s Los Angeles who finds one last chance for stardom when she's thrust into the glitter and the spandex world of women's wrestling. A lot of our listeners watch Glow. I know Les is a fan of Glow. Oh, massive. Love it. He loves it. So, very happy with this, huh, Les? Yeah. Uh, well, this, this season definitely expanded on a, a few things. Uh, and they tackled a big topic for sure. Um, they tackled the, the sexual harassment. Oh thing. shit. Okay. So yeah, there's a, yeah. And the, the two, the reactions that come out of it are, don't tell us. I'm just saying the reactions that come out of it are very, very polarizing. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start watching it. I watched the first episode and I loved it. And I don't know what happened. I just stopped. I, I am watching Westworld again, though, people. I'm getting closer to the finish line, and I finally finished Bloodline. Nobody cares about Bloodline, dude. <laughs> finish fucking Westworld, man. We have all these Ben Mendelsohn fans who say, we love Mendo, 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 but they haven't watched Bloodline. Ben Mendelsohn is one of his best performances that I've ever seen him do on camera is in this show. I don't know how people are not watching Bloodline. It, it, it drives me crazy. I just finished it, and the only reason I hadn't finished it this whole time because I didn't want it to finish. I always I wanted it out there, but I am finishing Westworld, and it's pretty fucking awesome. Somebody come break this guy's soapbox right off from under him, please. Whatever. Jeez. Go play the lottery. <laughs> Let's talk about something. I want to know. I don't know if Boo can do this. Actually, he might be able to. What's a music video? <laughs> <Fuck it. laughs> So I want to know your guys' three music videos. The VMAs were on this last week. I don't know if anybody watched. I didn't watch. But I remember back in the day when VMAs were a big deal and music videos were a big deal. King Tom, three music videos that impacted you. Now, they didn't have to be like the social impacting like uh, movement or anything like that. Just three videos that you still remember and you still love and something that like kind of changed your view on music. I'll do these in chronological order. Michael Jackson's Thriller, Weezer's Buddy Holly. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Obvious choice there. And yeah. Fat Boy Slim's Weapon of Choice. Ooh, Weapon of Choice, was that with uh, Mr. That was Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Thing. In front yep. of the theater, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was a great one. And that Christopher Walken one was probably the during the era where music videos were kind of like fading out. And Yeah, that was that was 2000, 2001, I think. I, I remember I first saw it at like 3 a.m. on a Friday morning, and because I worked until midnight at the time, 
And I called my friend and I told him to turn on MTV2 because I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I didn't know it was a video or anything. Right. right. I, I knew Christopher Walken could dance. I didn't know he could dance like that. And we were just amazed. And yeah. It was a great video. And that's when the real world and all that shit started. And then it became. Oh, yeah, and they stopped. They yeah, stopped they started playing videos. Totally yeah. going away from that. Mr. Struthers, I would like to know your three. Because I have a feeling it's oh, going to oh. be wildly different than King Tom's. <laughs> It is. Okay, so I'll also go in chronological order. So the first one is actually a tie between two, and I apologize, but I just couldn't split the difference. Uh, One of them is uh, the video for Yankee Rose by David Lee Roth. And yeah, I know that dates me, but I'm old, so there you go. I'm I'm trying to think. I know the song. I'm trying to think of the video. That's the one where it starts out, it's the convenience store, and all these people are coming through, and you've got the girl, the the Latina, telling her new husband, I can't believe you let us stay in that piece of crap your brother calls a motel. And then the next one is this 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 lady, she's at the at the counter, and she's got all these breath mints, and the guy says, ooh. Our lips are so close. And she's like, not if you are the last immigrant grocer re- on earth. I remember that. Honey. I remember that. Yep. And the, the, the one lady like knocks everything off the shelf and says, my doctor says I have to take a laxative. Nothing my store you don't. It's, <laughs> dude, it's so good. That's the, the world where David Lee Roth is dressed up like some crazy, uh, tribesman. And he says, give me a bottle of anything and a glazed donut to go. Okay. So it was that one, and here I go again by White Snake. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yes. Well, and I mean, yeah, because you've got you know Tawny Katane, and she's hot. And I was a kid, man. To me, that was like the sexiest thing I'd ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, KTSL The Cephalist brings you Mr. Eric Struthers in his new segment, Strumming with Struthers. But also that record, White Snake, the album White Snake, which was not their first album by any stretch of the imagination. So it being self-titled is kind of funny. It was so influential on my guitar playing. And here's the other flip side of this of what makes the video so funny is that none of the dudes in the band in the video played on that record with the exception of Adrian Vandenberg, who actually did play the guitar solo as a guest spot for Here I Go Again. All those other dudes, not on the record. They were all industry heavy hitters, and they all toured to support the album, but none of them were in there. I never got into Whitesnake because I always thought that he was a huge Robert Plant ripoff. I will give you that he had an amazing voice, but he would just do a lot of the things Robert Plant used to do with his style of singing. You know? Yeah, I I can see that, but he is really good. David Coverdale is a good singer, and he's oh, he a is, great he show. I'm not taking that away from him. He is a he is the epitome of a rock star, you know. And uh, yeah, and and good frontman, good yeah, good songwriting, the whole bit. And, and uh, he went on to tour with, and they made an album with Jimmy Page, correct? Coverdale Page. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Got yeah. Backlash. I remember about that. But they had a, one one song that was pretty big and they made a video. So that was a tie between. Yes. Yeah, so what's your other one? Yeah. You got yeah. two more. Uh, the next one was One by Metallica. Oh. 
it was their first music video. They, there was a there was a quote unquote music video for for whom the bell tolls that wasn't really a music video released no. by them. It was just live footage, live footage from a show. But one was their first music video, and it was off their fourth record. They had already managed to sell over a million copies of the master of the master puppets album without any mtv support which at that time was unheard of and for people who haven't seen it man it's definitely worth a watch it's long because it's the the song itself is based around this book called johnny got his gun and it's a story of a guy who is catastrophically injured in like world war one loses all of his limbs is like blind and deaf and he's trapped in his own head and they assume he's a vegetable. He's being kept alive by life support machines, but he's completely conscious inside his head and just trapped in there. It's really pretty horrifying if you think about it, it. but there was a movie. Yeah, there was a movie. movie, Yes. Starring Jason Robards, who wasn't the main character. He played the guy, the main character's dad in flashback scenes and dude, it's intense as hell hell and when you hear the song and realize what happens in the movie and from the book and why the parts of the song sound the way they do it it's you're amazed by what they put into writing that song what a great song and that that's a yeah. highlight when you go see them live that's definitely a highlight and is, isn't yeah. that the debut of their bass player right because then they have one before that yeah, Jason Newstead. He, right. uh, Cliff Burton. He, yeah, Cliff Burton died in while they were overseas in support of the Master Puppets album, and it's pretty tragic, man. I was tour, tour bus accident. Everybody lived except for him. He slipped out of an open window, and the bus crushed him. But, uh, um, yeah, man, Jason Newstead. He, he was. He actually was on the garage days revisited album the ep they put out in there and he was in a uh, band called flotsam and jetsam correct yes he was yeah and uh he was in voivod mm-hmm. also yeah and that's a crazy story because because it really should have been kirk hammett that perished that night because they they were doing a bet and they were playing games like poker or whatever he lost so he got the bunk the better bunk. The crappy one. Yeah, yeah the one nobody wanted. Nobody wanted. Oh. And he passed away because he, where he was placed. That's just awful. Yeah. Yeah. Then that was strumming with Struthers. Yeah. Great um, pick, though. Great pick. Yeah, man. I really had to think about this. And then the last one, this is probably going to be a curveball for, for just about mm-hmm. anybody who would guess what I was going to pick. But it's uh, Trapped in the drive through Weird Al Yankovic. oh no that's have you seen this is it a spoof on trapped in a closet yes but the video is animated and it is brilliant and it's the art style the animation just makes it that much better and the song is 10 minutes long 11 minutes long but you still can't wait it's like there's got to be more because (laughs) it's epically done it's so well done the song's great and the video is just the icing on the cake all of he has a i don't want to say all of them but he has a number of videos that are just as his parody songs or direct homages of other songs the videos are just like the videos they're based off of too 
Yes, yes like that's true and it's he's yes. i just think he's a brilliant artist for so many reasons and i had considered having one of his videos in my top three but i didn't i'm just so his glad michael jackson stuff is ridiculous i'm so awesome. glad that he's <laughs> finally Getting over the last five years they're giving him the credit that he deserves yeah you know weezer brought him out i talked to king tom about this a couple of weeks ago right weezer brought him out and they did a song together they did hash did they do hash pipe or they did no, they did africa Africa together, hmm. and it yeah. sounded great. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, Weird Al was uh, back then. It was like Weird Al was just, he was like a comedian joke, and people didn't really respect him as much as I think they do now, which is very cool. Eat it instead of beat it. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was the best. Yeah, I, like I remember, you know, I was looking for his tapes. You know, I'd go into Sam Goody Music Store out where I grew up at, in the mall, and I'd ask for his tapes and. The people would the the sales clerks, teenagers, older teenagers would be laughing at me. Yeah, that would be me. I, I was in that Sam. <laughs> Damn Jordan. it! I, I was at the rival Music Plus for six years. Oh, yeah, all dead and gone now. All gone. All those things are gone. gone now. Damn. What's a music store? <laughs> Don't you oh, dare! No, you go. You go next for that. Dude. Yeah. What's you, yours? Go. Boo? What's I, your... I have my three. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, in no particular order, but uh, the first one was uh, Sam Blunt, uh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one on the like a cliff? Or yeah, and, and then he just walk. He starts taking off his, his like his jacket and just walks off the edge. Yeah, um, that's dark. Yeah, no, it is that one. Because uh, what is it that that came out when I was in elementary school? Ooh. I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, right around there. I was probably and... counting beers at Sharky's in Newport Beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and at that time, I had my first liking of a girl oh so so that that's what's her name boo what was her name uh cindy what was her last name don't worry she's not listening fuck i know she's <laughs> fuck i don't know what her last name is it's, i remember my first crush some something uh something hispanic she used to call me cookie Ooh. she used to call me cookie yeah oh. cookie so, huh yeah cookie yeah <laughs> Yeah, so so that that's why that one's important. Uh, the next one is uh, this might be a, become a Corey story right here. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, uh, the Pretender by the Foo Fighters. That's that just, is a badass video. Exactly. That's the reason why it's a great song. Uh, just just the fucking the visuals of it. Everything is just awesome. It's loud. I was just like, this is the shit. That was filmed at the Great Western Forum with nobody there but them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah, cause when I saw that the first time, that shit blew my mind. And then I was just like, this is a great song. The visuals, I was just, it, it was like an eye and eargasm going on. It was amazing. And then, uh, the final one is, uh, One More Time by Daft Punk. You the, love that song. I do love that song. And the music video is, uh, is really, uh, really touching to me in particular because you see a, a planet, a planet of aliens, um, having a party. Oh, They're just yeah. having a planet-wide party. They're just rocking out. The song's going off. You know, the entire planet is just having a grand old time. And uh, 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 in the atmosphere in outer space, there's another there's another group of aliens, I guess, in a ship, and they're going to destroy that planet. Yeah. And it's a it's a nice thing because you don't know whether or not they know that the the the, the people partying down. Right. On the are planet. they partying because they know it's one last time? Exactly. Or are they just partying to have a good time? So the fact that you don't know if they know they're going to die and they say, fuck it, we're going to have a good time until we die, or they're just having a good time and they're oblivious to what's going to happen. So I, I, I really like that. I, I love the song. It's one of my top three songs. 
And I love the music video for for those reasons. So that yeah, so those cool. are my those, those are, are my, pretty good ones, Pooh. Thank you, sir. Stepped your game up right there. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, suck it. Yeah, I know what music videos are. <laughs> I know yeah. who's not sucking it, and that's Cookie. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sucking Cindy. it. Either. Cindy's not sucking it. That's good. That's good. Let's not mention that name anymore and leave him intact. (laughs) Hey, if Cindy's listening to our podcast, then we've made it. Oh, he's got Bootney now, so it's yeah. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, we're done. She can keep her. Cindy's no Bootney. Bootney kills. There you go. Cindy, if you're you screwed up, yo, let him go. (laughs) Go ahead, Les. You better not take any of mine. What are yours? Well, damn, how do you know? Okay, one video that impacted me was because this. Um, NSYNC? No. It was actually Eminem. Oh. My name is. Mm. Oh, shit. And when I saw it, I was like, what the, the very first, and I was like, what the, what the hell is? It was a shit show of a video. It, it wasn't so much that I was just like, oh, this white guy can rap. Like, (laughs) I legit, like, was, was shook, and I'm like, oh, no, this white dude can rap. Les was shook. This white dude is about to be a star. Like, no, no, no. I mean, like, he was, like, doing his, I was like, Okay, this song is cheesy. It's definitely, you know, hey, the producers were like, just put this song out there and let's get this video made, which is really edgy and kind of mm-hmm. corny, but it was, you know, it was all there. And like I said, it, it just, it was like, it, it, it was like a lightning bolt. And I'm like, um, this, this is different. Yeah, this is, I, I love that video. Not only is the video different, this is different. This guy is different. Change the game. Shit's going to be a lot weird going on going from here on out and yeah that one alone and i was like and i immediately i'm like i need to know more about this like i need to know more about this dude what's going on here uh and then i'm gonna obviously it's thriller for sure come on now Mm -hmm. that was an all day thing when i was like a kid that that was legit an all day thing go ahead what are you gonna No, thriller was so big that mtv ran it for 48 hours straight that's yes for yeah. a whole weekend and long. we had it on it TV was thriller the whole time. and then it was the making of thriller that's right it was John we, we got the Go we ahead, got Keith. the video cassette my father did there were most of the stuff he had he taped off of like hbo but he had two that he bought from the store one was the temp or raiders of the lost ark the other was the thriller video with the making of and i watched yeah i watched that a bunch when i was you know when we got it. Oh, yeah. All the footage of John Landis. Yeah. And they had footage of American World for <laughs> London in that making yes. of. So I, yeah. I, I'm saying that, but it's not, I mean, it's not one of my top three. It's just that's one of the videos that it, oh. just, it just took oh, up your day. Whatever. You know? you just, Sorry. That's a cheaper Sorry. way of Hey, if it. Struthers can do it, I'm, I'm going to jump. Struthers I'm, didn't I'm do it. Hold on to the rope with Struthers. Struthers didn't do it. Struthers gave us three. I had a legitimate or, reason what? for the tie. I, and I so. understand oh, that. Oh, but you're saying it's But I'm just saying Thriller is, I can't not mention thriller in right anyway. it was so important an honorable mention now i will mention this one though billy jean i oh, see so you're you're a billy mm. jean fan more than thriller not me no it was just for me billy jean was my recognition i'm so glad you didn't say black and white so glad the michael jackson video black for black or wh- black or white black and white and or bad because we, we had this long debate of how Michael Jackson went to shit after Thriller. Dare, man. Bad was awesome. Bad was a good album, but he went to shit. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> you threw me off. No, but Billy Jean was like, okay, who's this dude? Like, what, what, who's this guy? And I was a little kid and it was like, oh, that's Michael Jackson. You know, you know, and I even tried to dance like him. I tried to, you know, <laughs> just copy all the moves, the him walking down the street and the light, the sidewalk lighting up yeah. and just, 
His, I walked around with my jacket sleeve pushed up. Penny loafers. <laughs> I, I didn't have that, but I legit walked around with my jacket sleeves pushed up, and I'm like, that's what I tried to do as much as I could to emulate that. Did you have your sh- jacket over your shoulder? Actually, I got in trouble in class for that. I got a spanking in class. You got a spanking for grabbing <laughs> your crotch too, like Michael Jackson. No, but I legit went to the, I asked the teacher's aide, can I go to the bathroom? I took my jacket off and walked back in like I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher's like, Where are, you, are you late? Where are you coming from? And I'm like, I just went to the bathroom. And the, the teacher's aide's like, yeah, he just went to the bathroom and, and she had the like counting beads and she just whacked me and sent me to the principal's she office. She hit you? Oh, she was old school. How dare she? Oh, she was straight old school. She was like, whack. And then she's like, go to the principal's office. And I explained to him what was going on. And he's like, so what, what are you here for? And I'm like, I went to the bathroom and I just threw my, I thought I was being cool. And he's like, all right, man, go back to the class. So I got out of that one. That's nice. And then, uh, this one is different, but, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads. Oh, wow. Mm. That video actually made me cry. With the easy ease images yes. and stuff like that? Yes. So yeah, a good one. listening to the song and then watching the video and it's showing all the different things going on, but then the adding, the superimposing of easy ease at the end. And right. I was just like, oh, shit. like it actually like it made me cry. Like it, I got a lump in my throat and I was like, damn, like this is one of those where they're just reaching out and paying tribute to those who have died. And I was just like, okay. So there, those are mine right there. Good. Those are good ones. Uh, I was g- going to jump in there on the Billie Jean thing. I was going to add that it also uh, foreshadowed you having to constantly going around telling chicks, that ain't my baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, Billie Jean was a good one. Thriller was a great one. I mean, he had the one with Eddie Murphy and and uh, Magic Johnson. Remember that one in Africa? Oh, okay. That was like a Dude. that. Now you want to talk about a video that should have. Yeah. Remember the time? Remember the time when he had to use the T one thousand CG because yeah, right. he. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Two words. Yeah. Smooth criminal. Yes. Oh. Yes, dude. Are we going to turn this into Michael Jackson See, no, the era right now? We need to just criminal, shut it down. Smooth dude. Criminal was my number three. We need to shut it down and not do this because we'll be here for hours yeah. about Michael Smooth Jackson. Smooth Criminal was my number three. Smooth Criminal, uh, it made me feel like Michael was back. Not that he was gone or he wasn't popular, but oh, yeah. his style was mm-hmm. back to like Billie Jean status and, and the old school Michael Jackson. So Smooth Criminal was number three. Number two for me was Pearl Jam's Jeremy because it oh. talked about, obviously it talks about a student going in there to school and <laughs> it was happening back then even though it's so pre- relevant right now um it, so mm-hmm. that that video was crazy and the little child actor in that video was fantastic and yeah. um, number one is radiohead's uh, st- uh street spirit fade out i don't know if anybody's seen this hmm. it's a it's a black and white have you seen this one king tom no i just it that's a total hipster pick but Okay. No, it's no, it's not. <laughs> it's um, if you can have Weezer, I can have Radiohead. That, that yeah, but yeah. but Weezer, Buddy Holly, that was like very impactful for the homage they paid. I'm happy not taking days. anything. Happy away. days, yeah, the happy days. Yeah. And that was like Weezer. That was like a proverbial stomp. That I, was like you said for Michael Jackson with Smooth Criminal. That was like, <laughs> hey guys, we're back. If you watch, uh, and people have seen it. 
I'm oh. telling you, if you watch Radiohead's Street Spirit Fade Out, this is from like 1993, so it's not like it's a new video. Right. They, they were doing things before The Matrix was doing it in this video mm. that if you look at it now, you go, oh, they totally bit, bit off Matrix with the slow-mos and all the crazy stuff. They were doing it way before, and it's in black and white. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's a great video. Definitely not a hipster pick. How dare you, King Tom? <laughs> I haven't said how dare you all episodes of King Tom, so he just wanted to make sure I did that once. I, I did. I needed I needed to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Old school. Bring videos back, people. I, I, so I read the reason I even brought this up also was not just the VMAs. I read this article about how musicians are still making music videos, but you don't see them on television. They're all on YouTube now. And yeah. That's how they're presenting their music or music videos on YouTube. Isn't it for uh, Vivo? Yeah, they, yeah, that's yeah Vivo's, Vivo's, Vivo's one of them. Too. Yeah, yeah, Vivo, YouTube, anything streaming, but yeah, yeah exactly. So there's they, there's a, cool. there's a lot of feel because Weezer, a lot of their career was based off of videos, and they have been, they will often promote a song saying a video is coming, and the last song that had a real video were off the White Album, and a lot of people, a lot of fans felt maybe they spent a little bit too much money or too much time promoting the fact that they had a video instead of actually promoting the songs huh. so i i i'd imagine that as you know the music industry is changing it's something that a lot of older bands are still struggling with how to do it right because you could do something that's viral for very cheap right exactly i mean like i said before i'm a massive pro jam fan and they during the height of mtv they just stopped making videos they just, yeah. they just said we're done we're not making videos anymore i think they were they just had it and they were they were just going to go make live albums. and Yeah, yeah. I think they have a Guinness book for putting out the most albums in one year, most CDs in one year. They recorded every single live show for their full year oh, and put out every single live show where you can go buy for like $8. I remember that. <laughs> it was crazy. We have an email from our boy, Johnny B. <laughs> I'm going to call him Johnny B. Hey, gents, how's it going? Okay, so I'm... At Taco Bell with Carlos, talking about you, right, Boo? Yes, this is my roommate, Johnny, yeah. (laughs) And we just had a little back and forth about Infinity War, and I presented my point for Scott in the next one. Uh, Tits, he put, okay. I don't know why he put tits. Okay. (laughs) Carlos told me to put that. Oh, okay. So we know he's he's stuck in the quantum realm, and there there are time portals there. What if he jumps through one and ends up in the future? There he finds gets found by his teenage daughter, and from there finds out about what Thanos did. After they send him back in time to try and fix shit, but ends up too far back in the invasion of Manhattan. I don't know where it would go from there, so where where do you guys think it would go after that? Thanks for the awesome content. I know I'm a bit late, but happy 100th episode, and this is Johnny B. Thank you, Johnny B. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. And thank you for uh, eating Taco Bell with uh, Boo. Yeah, that was tasty. That's great. King mm-hmm. Tom, I want to get your uh, opinion on this since you are a massive fan of Marvel and Infinity War. And you're a comic book guru, just like Mr. Gonzalez over here. What do you think about this idea? Um, I think that makes sense based on what little we know and we've seen. You know, there are some very sketchy spoilers out there, but you have to wonder, okay, if judging by the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, if uh, Hope and her parents are dusted, how is Scott going to get out of the quantum realm? And jumping through a time portal, ending up somewhere else, 
does make sense. You know, we've there's rumors that there's an, an older Cassie. There's rumors that Battle of New York is going to be seen. Something like that would make would make sense. And yeah, I think that's a good idea. The the one thing I was thinking and kind of was talking about this with a friend. I don't remember, but I I'm pretty sure in the Doctor Strange movie, the Ancient One said she couldn't see the future after she died. Ooh, or something like that. And how when Doctor Strange was going through the 15 million version, you know, he was seeing the future and he saw one in which they won. So they're going to, you know, obviously, yeah, they're going to bring him back. But either he's not dead or he's alive in one of these alternate places where Scott goes to. And maybe that's how they bring him in. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I like it. I'm looking forward to this movie. That's all I'm going to say. I think everybody in yeah. the world is definitely looking forward to this thing. Yeah. yeah the, or the, the, the half of us that are left. Ooh. Oh. By the way, yeah. thank well you. Know By the uh, way, I, I'm just glad I'm not the only one that's talking shit about the ending of this film. I guess that the Spider-Man Far From Home, people are tweeting the shit out of the poster or the picture or whatever they put up there. And they're putting these different pictures of, wait a minute, what? Aren't you dead? Or wait a minute, oh. they're showing like that's like people are saying, wait a minute, how are, how are you making this film? Aren't mm. you gone? So people are backlashing on this a little bit. So it's not just me. Just I know. I've, just me. I've seen it where it's the actual title, but the the, the last half of it is is being dusted. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, come on, man, don't do that. <laughs> cool. What do you think about this, Les? Well, first of all, that's a pretty pretty solid theory. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know how they would fit. The, I mean, where are they going to fit that into the Infinity War? Avengers 4, or are they going to fit it into... They have to. The Infin- yeah. Avengers 4 would come before the next Ant-Man. Um, that, that would be it, yeah. Just where they put it. Do they really want to spend that much time? I mean, is it a quick snippet? Like, okay, here we go. Let's do this thing. And it could be the beginning of the back. movie. Maybe in, in is that if they're going to do it, it better be. Yeah, that would have to be it where Ant-Man comes out of the quantum realm at that point and then, boom, gets shot back. Mm-hmm. That might actually mm-hmm. work. So... Then that, yeah, then it's a sound theory for sure. But I'm just going to say, like, King Tom, I just want to see this movie now. Oh, I'm God, over yeah. it. Over and, I, and you know what? They're keeping while, right? really tight, mm-hmm. really, really tight lips. It just. Well, they're it, probably it, doing what they did in the first one. Remember, in the first one, they, the, what I heard was that their Russo brothers uh, filmed every single one of them dying and didn't tell them uh, who it was until oh. they saw it on screen. Wow. Oh man, I would not want to see that footage. Yeah, and that's rough. And uh, Hemsworth has come out and said, if you think that one was surprising and difficult to watch, wait till the next one comes out. That was his Ooh. take. Yeah. yeah, and that one will hit me because they have nothing else planned after that. It'll be finite. Yeah, it'll be finite. So if somebody's gone in my head; they're gone. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So did you have to say it like that? Yeah, I did. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that it's as real as it gets at that point. Here's something really cool that we talked about a couple of weeks ago with uh, Space Jess and Miss Amanda Ward. We talked about Denzel for a long time on that podcast, and it was <laughs> fantastic, and it was a it was fun doing it. Well, a couple about a week later, there's some news that Denzel is on board to be in a superhero movie, either DC or Marvel. He wants to do it. This is what he said. He said. I haven't been approached. We'll see what happens. Washington said with a smile when asked by Joe.ie. Asked if he would consider <laughs> stepping into the genre. Washington answered, never say never. Okay. 
Here's the crazy thing that, I, first of all, I love this idea. I want to see him in Star Wars. I want to see him in Marvel. I want to see him in DC. The cool thing about this, as I was digging and reading through this thing, I found out that he paid for Chadwick Boseman's education at Oxford, and he didn't even know about it. So I guess Ryan Coogler went up to him and talked to him about this kid who's got great potential, and he just needs a little push and a little help at Oxford, and Denzel's like, absolutely, I'll do it. And Denzel met him at the Black Panther screening, and he went up to him and thanked him for supporting him through college. And Denzel said, um, well, I'll just tell you what he said. Because I was talking with Ryan, and Ryan and I talk all the time. He was the one who invited me to the premiere he was talking about. So Chad, you know, thanked me. And I was like, for what? And he was like, you know, because you paid for my studies. And I was like, oh, it was you? That's really why I'm here. I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so very cool. And I thought this was such a, such a cool little full circle, him wanting to be in a movie, in a Black Panther, but in some little way, he actually helped Black Panther. Yeah, he had a hand in it. He had a hand in it, which was super cool. King Tom and Eric and Boo and Les. Marvel film or Star Wars film for Denzel? King Tom, you go first. I I can't take a pass, can I? No, you can't. (laughs) Excuse me. I'd I'd be delighted to see him in either. Maybe my only thing is maybe a Marvel film because he might take me a little bit too much out of a Star Wars movie. Okay. Unless they unless they use his voice. Oh, okay. All right. Eric Struthers, Marvel or Star Wars? Same. Same. Okay. Same. I would have to lean towards Marvel to Star Wars. I would just be too busy thinking about that's Denzel, not hey, that's whatever his Star Wars name is. And that's yeah. how I feel <laughs> about these Tom Cruise rumors of being the Green Lantern. I think it would throw me off. I think he could do it. Uh, He'd be a great no, Hal Jordan. No, no, no. But I don't. I think he would throw me off. I would be thinking Tom Cruise constantly. Okay. All right. How about Denzel? Less Denzel in a Marvel film or a Star Wars film? I, I actually went ahead and threw out a tweet when the news had first popped. Uh, a lot active, of people want him Twitter? for. Say that again. You're active on Twitter. A little bit. Oh <laughs> shit. He dabbles. He dabbles. I dabble. Okay. Uh, a lot of people were calling for him to be uh, Blue Marvel, which is a character in mm-hmm. Marvel Comics, uh, The Ultimate. Um, it's like a super genius. Uh, super. He's basically an old version, older version of, well, not older version, but he's he's like 80 years old and he's got Superman style powers, and, but he's also super genius, which is cool. But I want him to be in DC, and if anything, he could be Mr. Terrific. And huh. There's any people out there that know who Mr. Terrific is. I understand Denzel's older, but I think an older version of Mr. Terrific would be really cool mm-hmm. and have him do that. Uh, Olympic level athlete. He, uh, has a, he's a street fighter. He's got, um, what is it? Him and Black Lightning have like a kind of weird mm-hmm. alliance with each other. Um, I just think that would work. And I'm still going to stick with him being in Star Trek over Star Wars because he's just too big. Like he's just too much. Like every, you guys already said it for me. If that's Denzel in Star Wars, everybody's going to go, Oh shit. It's one thing if it's Jimmy Smith's. It's another thing if Mm -hmm. it's Denzel Washington, you know, walking around in Star Wars, people are just going to be like, Holy, what the, that just automatically 
he's just too big for the role. Too like, big for Star too Wars. Too big for it. Okay. Um, that's that, that. That's one hell of a statement. I, too, you know what? I too know. Too big for Star Wars. People that's, are just. That's a credit to his name. My God. Well, okay. Do you think Tom Hanks could be in Star Wars? No. No. There you go. No. He's easily in that. Yeah. Robert oh, De Niro in Star Wars? No. There you go. So he's no. easily. He can be in a Joker film, though. <laughs> 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 so that's easily, you know, it automatically speaks like volumes. If, if Scorsese made a Star Wars film, yeah, you can be in it. About the underworld. <laughs> Just gangsters. If Antoine Fuqua made a Star Wars film, you then call Denzel me? could be in it. That's who the director <laughs> What'd you call would be for him. Uh, yeah, that's what I called you, Antoine Fuqua. <laughs> You're such an Antoine Fuqua. Uh, but yeah, it, it would still, that's, that's my call. So straight up, that's what I would say for sure. Okay. Boo. Marvel. Um, Star Wars. I, I would have to go with Marvel in, in addition to what you guys are saying about him being too big, but Marvel because I believe that he would be able to be in more movies. In Star Wars, I think he would be a, yeah. One movie character in in a Marvel movie, I would get him multiple times. So I would get more Denzel oh, in my movies, <laughs> in my Marvel movies. So I'd be like, yeah, I get more Denzel in Star Wars. I'd be like, well, he's one and done. Maybe he'll have a an appearance in another movie, right. but that'll be it. In a Marvel movie, I'm like, there's a good chance he'll be in four of them, maybe even five of them, you know, that kind of thing. So I'd, I, I would go for that. Okay. I would pick Marvel uh, as well. Go ahead. Hey, let... Les, did you ever read the 2015 Secret Wars that no. Marvel did? No, no, no. Is that um, is that part of the Ultimate line or no? It was the one they kind of they t- they basically canceled all the books and they had this big series where all the universes collided. Yeah, and Doctor Doom put the God universes mode, back is, together. Is that God Mode Doom? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And his big secret was he was keeping Mister Fantastic prisoner and mr fantastic was working with the molecule man to hold the universe together and blah 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 and mr fantastic was a little bit older but he was still himself this is i I don't know if this is too crazy but just from what they did and he wasn't in the series that much more towards the end once it was revealed i think i know where you're going with this i could see denzel playing that mr fantastic i i literally literally while carlos was talking that ran through my head Mm-hmm. That ran through my head of him with the gray patches and actually being reimagined as Mr. Fantastic in a fantastic. Interesting. Yeah. I was running characters like I was going, okay, could he be brother voodoo? Could he do, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah Bradley, who's, uh, the truth Captain America? Right. But right. this older version of Mr. Fantastic would be pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so much in, uh, wow, that's amazing that you brought that up as I literally ran that <laughs> yeah. through my brain. Dude, Who was the original director of Deadpool, by the way? No. No, no. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. He left. He, he left. He left. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he was saying that his original script for Deadpool 2 had the Fantastic Four in it. They were going to be in there with, with them. Yeah. Hmm. With Deadpool. Okay. Is, is, in, in, is that Secret Wars where, um, I think there's a panel where all these uh, okay, different well, Mr. Fantastics come through. <laughs> came with some comments. And you just fucking yeah, I heard me. that. <laughs> but King Tom, back to what you were saying. Is that where all the different Mr. Fantastics from Dimensions way. come through? And they say, come on, Reed. It's time for you to recognize your true potential. And one of them has the Infinity uh, Gauntlet. I don't know. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Damn it. I can't, I can't remember right now. Is, is, is that the one where it's the Council of Reeds? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? That's, and, I think and they, that's it. And they lobotomize... Because 
their their uh, the dooms in their universe. Yes, because no, yeah. that's that not it? that Secret Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. I was, I was like, wait a minute, which one? Yeah, because you guys are trying to blend them here, and I'm like, whoa, I got to keep these separate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't do that to me. Because this one that's is a lot of comics. That Secret Wars is the one. The one King Tom's talking about. That's the one where Doctor Doom just annihilates Thanos. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, just, he, he just grabs him, him and pulls a skeleton out, and he's like, yes. "All right, I'm done." Mm-hmm. He just keeps walking. It's Tim Miller was the director of the original. Yeah, of the first I think he's, he was he was on board for Deadpool two, and then he left. I think his mm-hmm. idea was to have the Fantastic Four in it as well. I'm just trying to think of what capacity because. That'd be cool. I'd like to see them have a conversation and be like, this guy's a fucking tool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I would want is I'm just going to look at him and be like, fuck you, dumb. Well, we're going to end the podcast with an email from the win real quick. And Les is going to read this thing. He's going to give it a shot. That's great. Go ahead, bud. Hey, guys, long time. I'm way behind, so let me catch up. First off, no love for Running Man. Fuck you guys. I love when he does that. I know, it's great. <laughs> Fuck you too, Wayne. <laughs> Just kidding. Really. Best Denzel movie is Glory. My first R-rated movie was Stir Crazy with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. And Wait, stop guys... right there. Stop right there. First of all, great movie. King Tom, what was your first R-rated film? Probably was Revenge of the Nerds R-rated. Oh, it sure was. Yeah, I saw that on VHS. It, does that count VHS? I don't remember the theaters off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't, I, we'll give it to you. Yeah, okay. Uh, and he might have actually totally corrected us on this next part. He Les- totally did. He's a, are you, and are you guys high? Lesbians on the CW? Sarah Lance, White Canary, a lesbian, has been on Arrow since season one. That, that is, is very true. true. I watched. Yes, absolutely true. Her partner was Nissa Al Ghul, who is, yes, a big deal, too. She's now on Legends of Tomorrow, so them dance, them introducing Batwoman is really nothing new to the show or to the continuity of DC, of the DC TV universe. But I will give you this. I will say this, the whim, that they don't have their own shows. Batwoman is getting her own yes. series. So that's so, so fuck you, whim. <laughs> Just kidding, oh, whim. I love you. Wow, this is all. Go ahead. I mean, slightly full circle. Curtis Holt, Mr. Terrific, is also a gay male character they introduced a few seasons back. This is on the CW. Okay, cool. Which, ironically, I just talked about Denzel. Uh, the only thing that needs to happen is she needs to be a redhead or I'm going to burn this shit to the ground. Yeah, he's right. She's got to be completely redhead. On to Star Wars. You guys discussed Kylo's redemption, stating he killed his father. Come on now. Anakin killed younglings. A lot of younglings. I will stop you right there, Les. We didn't know those fucking younglings. Okay, I could give a shit about those younglings. No, no but <laughs> hold on. Okay, you this is killed, Han Solo. Yeah, you killed fucking Han Solo, Master I, Skywalker. There's too many of them. Exactly. What are we going to do? <laughs> exactly. Trust oh. me, I get that what he did was horrific and awful, but okay it doesn't compare to Han Solo. Continue. See, no, but 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 hold on. We didn't talk about. I I I disagree with the redemption as well. But we did uh, with uh, Anakin. He was redeemed and died for it. He That's, paid a price. Yeah, he paid he a price paid for his redemption. Price, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so it's not just redemption and live. He has to be, if this happens, which I don't want it to, let me, let me put that out there. Redemption and die. Redemption and die. He has to, he has to pay for what yeah, he's done. Yeah, and that's done. what I said. And I said the only way he redeems himself is, is sacrifices dies, himself yeah. and saves the resistance. And actually, and cost, Anakin paid now. the price twice, multiple times, actually. He lost Padme. He lost, he almost died. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi Wan almost killed him, like just left him for dead. So well, he was well, he thought on he killed death's him? door. Anakin did die. I yes. guess Darth Vader and then he lived. ended up losing that to become yeah. So he definitely gave up a lot on the way to become you know being there. So high ground. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> never given that up, Eric. Never know Eric, what do you think power. about the comparison that Wim is throwing out there with Anakin killing the younglings and Kylo's redemption? I'd say that's pretty fair, honestly. You know, sanctity for life is sanctity for life, man. And yeah, Anakin, he died. It it wasn't about Anakin being redeemed. It was about what led to him turning. Mm-hmm. That's what it was about. It was about Luke going against what the remainder of the Jedi Order told him and going with what he what he felt like down in his soul. And it was his love for this dad that he didn't even ever really know, except that had caused people pain and still wanted to somehow show him the error of his ways. That's what the whole story was about. Not what Anakin did, but what Luke did. Right, right, exactly. And and when I'm saying that this doesn't compare, I'm not saying in storyline character wise, because obviously when you go out there and murder young little children, that is a horrific thing. I'm saying as a view, I'm doing the same thing I did with the fucking Infinity War, as a person watching this film, mm-hmm. and the question was, can he be redeemed by the fans? Well, is it possible that Kylo is redeemed by me watching it? And I say it doesn't compare because those younglings, unfortunately, meant nothing to me other than they were up-and-coming Jedi. Yes. Han Solo means the world to me. So that's oh, what yeah, I'm no, trying you're to say. Emotionally in, attached if I'm to in Solo, the movie, yeah, movie, best, yeah, you, then obviously what Anakin did is horrific. Right. No, I get. Yeah, to, I yeah. totally understand that part. Not only did Kylo kill Han, but he also made an attempt on his mother's life, on Princess Leia's life. He told his troops to, you know, march on the resistance that was, you know, hunkered down in crate that, to kill all of them. He tried to kill Luke Skywalker. He said he was going to kill Luke Skywalker, then kill Rey and kill everyone else. So it's a lot. It's a little more than just but, but don't killing you, Han. But don't you think that Kylo kind of missed when he shot at Leia? He didn't actually shoot the uh, the two people yeah, behind he didn't, him. Shot. He, he, he up, didn't pull the actual trigger. Yeah, but he never he, pulled the trigger. No, no. Later on, he did. Yeah. Oh no! Absolutely. Oh, later, later on, he on, made when decision. he lost his mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when he yeah. made the decision at the end of the movie, yeah, yeah he's going to kill true. everyone. Absolutely. Okay. Continue on. Which is Anakin worse. tortured. Anakin tortured his daughter. He didn't know. He didn't know. Oh, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. He must have. <laughs> he didn't. Know. He knew because yeah. him saying twin sister. That was very. He was surprised. Yeah, but it doesn't change the fact that it happened. Yeah, he still did it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was awful that he. Tortured this young princess, but I don't, he and destroyed her home world. I don't think <laughs> he would have done it. Yeah, and also, yeah, and also took part in having an entire planet worth of people destroyed. Just that was all torn, buddy. That was all just like Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah, just like Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's true. He can be redeemed. He needs a resolution, and Star Wars has always been about redemption. What I need yeah. to see happen, and I agree with Eric. Ray needs to stay. Being the daughter of nobodies. Anyone is capable of having the force. I dig that. Favorite Star Wars song? Mine is from the Clerk soundtrack, Chewbacca. How did we what miss a that? by Supernova. <laughs> How did we miss that one? I knew that one. It seems like Lucasfilm is heading towards resolving the Skywalker Walker saga and starting new trilogy. So tell me, guys, 
What's everyone's ideas on new trilogy? Oh, shit. I want to see some old school Jedi movies. What say you? Thanks for the show. Love it. Talk to you soon. Wim. Thanks, Wim. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one. We really got it deep into it. Yeah, because was- so, uh, trilogies, new ones. I think we're going to see the old school Jedi, but we're going to see them from the guys from Game of Thrones. Is mm-hmm. what I'm Be- thinking. Off, That's going to be our from trilogies Weiss. from that end. So, you're definitely, in my opinion, you're going to see that. And then new trilogies, Ryan Johnson, I think, is just going to take us to different areas that we're not even <laughs> i have no clue and i think that's pretty cool that i have no clue what the fuck he's gonna do man i have no idea i know i have no clue either but... honestly i don't i don't even know where to start i hate to right speculate on anything i who knows i wouldn't mind seeing something set kind of in the unknown regions like the frontier of the galaxy and i mean i've even in my head toyed with the with the idea that you don't know when it it takes place, you know, before the current era of Star Wars or after the current era of Star Wars until like the very last movie. And cool. it's it's just something I'm trying to figure out, like, how would I make it work? Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to be too much of a gimmick. Uh, I, I do also want to add to a Star Wars song. There's a band called Nerf Herder. And if that isn't enough, um, they came out with a song a few years ago called The Droid You're Looking For. And with the exception of the first line, every line is taken from dialogue of A New Hope. Oh, shit. That's it's a, a goofy. One. It's a goofy ass song, but it's fun. Cool. I, I just want to see more uh, people using Terrace Kasi. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <It's- laughs> Jesus. You and you alone. Yeah. <laughs> Kira like, could not be the Left. only one who's walking around kicking everybody's ass with Terrace Costas. Left. Win the lottery and make it happen. Ah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be invited to watch it. Yeah, really. <laughs> I don't know if I want to sink that much money into <laughs> something that may be determined to flop. You hear that? This motherfucker. This guy <laughs> just wins all this money. Cheap, he doesn't want to soon. make a movie because he's worried about the fucking... Well, no, because those guys that have their groups totals. of producers, they already got it under control. So what the hell would I do, man? Uh, Am I right? No, I didn't even listen to you on that last You heard that part. Who? how about you? Um, <laughs> I don't think Lucasfilm would want to have this conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the uh, with the Game of Thrones guys uh, being off from Weiss, I would like to see uh, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, them do that, China Jedi and a ton of Sith going at it. And then with Ryan Johnson, I would like to see uh, the beginning of the Sith Empire. Right, right as they, they, they start to split off, they get powerful, you know, early, really, really early oh, Jedi. So you want to take it back. Oh, yeah, way back. I don't I think some... that's going to happen, bro. I, I think know. it's going to be, uh, who the fuck knows? Yeah, really. <laughs> who the yeah. fuck knows? Some, some real early Jedi, really yeah. early Sith stuff. I think that'd be very cool to get like a, like yeah. a really far, 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 uh, what is it, you know, beginning story of what, right. you know, everything is going on and then, you know, the certain steps taken forward and, you know, stuff like that. Very cool. Cool. Again, thanks, Wim. Appreciate mm-hmm. it, buddy. And I think that wraps up episode number 107. King Tom, thank you so much for coming on and being a part of the Sith family. You're not even a guest host great. anymore. You're just a reoccurring host. Where can people find your beautiful tattoo and your beautiful beard? At my um, Twitter, at Tom Chansky. Damn it, you haven't changed the big dick Tom yet? <laughs> hey, I've been focused on this conversation. Okay. Mr. Struthers, where can people listen to your beautiful voice and look at your beautiful hair? <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. 
Well, if you want to listen to my beautiful voice and look at my beautiful hair, start coming to see my band play because I sing and blah, blah, blah. You can check out The Bad Motivators, man. We drop a new episode every Wednesday. We've upped to some really good stuff, good times. We also discuss metal here and there. Mm-hmm. You can check out my super dope hair on Twitter <laughs> at Eric Strothers. And you can check out his super dope hair wearing a Thor outfit rocking out on the SithList.net. Just click on oh, about that's us. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Mr. Cheapy McCheapers, Crunch Crunch is less. Evidently, where can people find you? On Twitter at less is more seven. Oh, that's so sweet. You're very sweet. sweet. Boo. Uh, at the Sith list, boo. Boo. What was that name? The girl's name again? Cindy. What now, Cindy? Yeah. <laughs> what now? What now? Yeah. We'll catch you. <laughs> Damn man, you're gonna get a shoe thrown at you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can catch us next week with looks like Mr. Sal Perales coming on. For the first time, by the way. This is going to be fun. We'll catch you next week on episode number 108 of The Sith List.